Captain, they escaped. High Talon Idebrand says, frowning at the other man, How is it that an inferior force was able to withstand our assault and escape? Captain Simeon does not look away. Aerith was an... The High Talon interrupts. Do not say that name to me, Captain, if you value your tongue. He struts about the room, pausing to study some piece of ephemera on the captain's wall. Whatever she may have been, she is a traitor, and has been for ten years. She should not have been able to survive. Captain Simeon chooses not to mention that it was the High Talon himself who had been routed and almost killed by the young Tarquin. He prefers to keep his life's blood in his throat, and not on his carpet. Instead, he says, those Tarquin traitors may have upgraded the Lodestar ships beyond what we realized. The High Talon taps his chin. Yes, perhaps we should consider the possibility that Clan Tarquin is funding Lodestar. That would certainly explain their resilience. What are your orders now, my lord? Captain Simeon asks. We continue looking for it, of course, and keep the pressure on Lodestar. They haven't won, only delayed their defeat. The High Talon stops pacing and turns back to the captain, hand on the hilt of his dagger. And next time, Simeon, if they escape you, I will have your resignation. Welcome back for episode 24 of Errant Adventures. As always, I'm your game master and solo player, Steve Morrison. On this week's episode, Lucia shares a few quiet moments with those he loves and makes an impassioned argument for the future of the Forge. Find out what happens on episode 24, Forged Discussion. Lucius Tarquin sits and stares out the viewport, watching the drift go by as the Emancipation soars through E-Drive travel. Lucius thinks about the Fallen Light, a civilian vessel, part of the Lodestar fleet, a ship he was trying to protect, and yet he failed. He failed to reach it in time. He failed to stop the Ironhawk fighters from reaching it. He failed to save the lives of those who couldn't make it to escape pods in time. And then when faced with a battle against High Talon Idebren, Arguably the most dangerous Ironhawk in the Ironhawk fleet. Lucius failed to kill him, even though he tried. 
Lucius looks out at the swirling miasm of the drift beyond the boundaries of this ship that is carrying them through the drift to the next anchorage. And he feels guilt. Tears well in his eyes as he thinks about those lives lost. So many lives lost to the Iron Hawks and their pursuit of this artifact, of this device. Lucius wonders if they can defeat the Iron Hawks, if they can stop them from taking power, if they can stop them from dooming the forge to another cataclysm at the hands of warriors beyond their understanding. As Lucius is sitting, uh, looking out the viewport, he feels a presence approaching, somebody walking up behind him. He half turns, and it is his aunt, Aurelia Tarquin. She sits beside him, looks over at him and says, Lucius, are you all right? He pauses for a long moment and looks at her, looks out into the vastness of space swirling around them, and then back at her and says, I don't know. I thought I could protect the fleet. I thought I could protect people, but I just ended up killing more people, innocent people. I couldn't help them. Aurelia says, No, that's not true, Lucius. And you know it. You were raised better than that. The Iron Hawks came for us, for all of us. And if we don't fight them, they will continue to march onward and gain power and they will put down more people. What happened to the Fallen Light is a tragedy. But no one blames you. We're in a war, Lucius. A war for the survival now we know the survival of our people, of our race, of humanity itself. We are in a war for the future of the Forge and of our way of life, not just from a philosophical standpoint, but from a very real, tangible threat. People die, Lucius. All the time. Every day in the Forge. It's a harsh place to try and live, and especially out here in the Outlands. So many people don't make it. But if we give up, if we give in to those feelings of doubt, of guilt, then the Iron Hawks will win, and more people will die. Now I want you to think about that. I want you to pick yourself up. 
and I want you to get back to work. Because that is what it means to be a Tarquin. That is what it means to be a leader. That is what it means to be a person who is going to make a difference, Lucius. We have to press on when others would give up. It's who we are. You swore a vow. Adelie told me about it. You swore a vow to stop them. You're not going to stop here. You're not going to give up. You're going to keep fighting. Just like I am. Just like Adelie is. Just like Nishana and the others are. We're all going to keep fighting. Because that's who we are. That's what it means to be Ironsworn. We keep fighting. I think they are going to have a meeting now that Aurelia is awake and back up. Uh, Now, once the fleet has arrived at its new destination and is sufficiently comfortable with the thought that they're going to be safe for a moment from the Ironhawks, I think they're going to be a, a successive series of jumps. But there is another meeting coming where Nishana is going to announce her decision on what to do with the information that Lucius has brought forth. But before we get to that, I think it is important that Lucius takes a little bit of time to sojourn after that incredibly stressful and disheartening experience. And this is going to determine how Lucius enters that meeting, if he enters it with hope or if he doesn't take his aunt's words to heart and he enters that meeting with a little bit more pessimism than we've seen from him. So we're going to roll plus heart when we're spending time recovering within a community. Oh, wow. So we've got a three on the action die, and two twos on the challenge dice for a strong hit with a match. So we can choose to do two, heal, hearten, repair, or resupply. So Lucius is going to hearten, because I think that's a big part of this conversation that he just had with Aurelia, is regaining some of his spirit. And he's at three spirit, And he's going to go back up to full at five spirit. And then uh, he's at two health. So I'm going to also do the heal move. It's an automatic strong hit, which means he's going to go back up to full on that as well. So he's at five health, five spirit, and three supply. Let's ask the Oracle if they have reached their destination and the meeting is going to commence. I think it is unlikely. I think it's going to take some time to get to a place where Lodestar feels secure. So I'm going to say it's unlikely. So 76 or greater. 10. So no, they have not yet. So Lucius is going to spend a little bit of time repairing the Gladius. This is another way in which he is taking time for himself, where he is settling in 
and trying to um, regain a little bit of his composure. So we're going to roll plus wits on this. We're at a facility. It's going to be a four on the action die, a one and a five on the challenge dice for a weak hit. So a weak hit is going to be three points, and he can use three points to take the Gladius back up to a full four integrity. So the Gladius is repaired by the time they reach their destination. During this time, I think Adelie comes to see him as well. And they talk about what happened during the battle. They talk about all of the various things that happened that they saw. They talk about Adelie feeling like she couldn't help the fleet despite having this power within her. And they are going to spend time talking together. And Lucius is going to try and reinforce what Query and Warden told her. That she's finding out how to do this stuff. How to figure this stuff out. And I think they're going to test the relationship here. So this is going to be plus heart. And they do have a bond, so it's plus three on this roll. Nine on the action die, an eight and a four on the challenge dice for a strong hit. So if you share a bond, which they do, mark one tick on your bond's legacy track, which is going to take us to three ticks on our first box of the bond's legacy track. As Lucius and Adelie have this deep conversation, Adelie says, Lucius, I don't, I don't think I'm strong enough to help these people. And Lucia says, that's nonsense. You have to keep fighting. My aunt just told me this. We just had the same conversation. And she's right. She's right about this. Adelie, you and I and my aunt and clan leader Aerith, we have sworn oaths on iron. And that means something. That makes us driven in a way that other people aren't because other people don't make those vows our vows mean something and when we make them we have to keep going for everyone's sake and Adelie says but I couldn't help the fleet get away I barely even helped you maybe my vows don't mean anything Lucia says No, no, I don't believe that. Because you saved my life back on Viridian. You literally moved a mountain of rubble to save me. That's not the action of somebody whose vows don't matter. So you couldn't help the fleet escape. I couldn't really either. I almost got killed out there. I almost died trying to get the High Talon. I don't even know what I was going to do if I made it into that docking bay. But I had to try. Adelie, you are amazing and strong and so, so brave. The things that you've experienced in your life are unlike anything that I could imagine. And here you are, still trying to help other people. Here you are still making 
the forge better, trying to stop people from hurting other people. That makes you special, Adelie. That makes you someone amazing. And don't give up on that, because I'm not going to give up on that. I'm not going to give up on you. We're in this together. We didn't know it when we met, but maybe you were right. Maybe some fates put us together so that we could swear this vow together and that we could stop the Iron Hawks here and now. I don't want to save the world, Adelie. I'm just trying to do the right thing. And I know you are too. After a few jumps with the E-Drive, the Lodestar fleet comes back together and they are hiding in a nebula somewhere deep in the sector of the Outlands. Once the fleet has come back together and found this hiding spot, the clan leader calls a meeting. Aurelia, Lucius, Adelie, Lieutenant Mila is there, as is Commander Caspian, and a few other of the civilian representatives from the other ships. The meeting begins with Nishana standing at the center of this room and looking around at all of those assembled here. And she says, Friends and companions, those of you who have been with Lodestar since the beginning, you know me. You know that my purpose has always been to serve the people, to do right by them and to protect them, and to stop the Iron Hawks from the fell purpose that they have been on since I was a young acolyte at the Academy. We have just received new intel about what they are planning from Mr. Tarquin and his companions. We have discovered that the Iron Hawks are after a planet cedar, an ancient artifact by the Ascendancy, which they believe will allow them to create new ships, a fleet which will power their way to victory in the Forge. Thanks to Mr. Tarquin, we know where this planet cedar is. Now, there are many things to consider with this. First of all, and I want to make this clear for everyone, the Ironhawks must be stopped from getting this. Per the intelligence from Mr. Tarquin, if they succeed, they very well may bring upon us a fate worse than Ironhawk dominance. They may summon the warriors that destroyed our civilization in the first place and caused the exodus. And there's a, a murmuring amongst the civilian overseers as she says this. Nashana says, Now, there are some here who believe that the device should be destroyed. There are some who believe that we should take it for ourselves and use it at a reduced capacity so as to not invite the danger of these things. 
I have taken all of these things into consideration, and I have made a decision, which I will put to you now, and you can decide if you follow, or if you wish to choose a new leader to make this choice. And before we hear what her decision is on the fate of the artifact, because I don't know what her decision is, I'm going to ask the Oracle. I think because of her connection with Aurelia and the things that she has seen from Lucius, I think that she is somewhat swayed towards him, especially after we got a strong hit on their developing their relationship two episodes back. I think that there is a much more likely chance that she will side with him to destroy it. So that's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say it's likely that Nishana Aerith is going to decide that the Lodestar fleet must capture and destroy the Planet Seeder before the Iron Hawks can get it. 26 or greater. Let's find out. Oh, no! 14. Oh, Nashana, you've been swayed. You've been swayed by that very persuasive Commander Caspian, I guess. She says, While I understand the concerns from some, and at this she looks at Lucius, she says, I cannot overlook the possibility that this device could help us in our cause to not only stop the Iron Hawks, but also to bring equality to the people of the Forge. If we destroy it, we have no chance to follow that path. My decision is this. We will find this device, we will capture it, and we will keep it from the Iron Hawks at all costs. But we will attempt to study it, and we will attempt to use it without drawing too much power. Does anyone have anything they wish to say? And Lucius stands up. He stands and he says, Clan leader, you're making a mistake. There is no power great enough that will keep someone eventually from drawing on this thing. There is no resolve great enough that will prevent someone at some point from deciding just a little more power, just a little more is all we need. And when that happens, they will come. And if we are lucky, we'll be able to escape again. But what if we're not lucky? What if we all perish like the Ascendancy? He turns and looks at those assembled. And then finally his eyes settle on Aurelia. And he says, Aunt Aurelia, you told me that I needed to keep fighting. But I needed to keep fighting to protect the people of the forge. And you're right. I do have to keep fighting. But this is not the way to do it. Please. I know that you see what I'm trying to say. I know that you understand. Please say something. 
And I don't know if Aurelia agrees with him or not. So let's ask the Oracle. I think it's 50-50. I think she could see it both ways. 63. Yes, she sees it his way. So she is also going to stand up and say, Yes, Lucius, I see what you are saying. And I agree. And there's, again, murmurs that run through the gathered delegates as she turns to Nishana and says, Nishana, please. We have to destroy this artifact. Lucius is correct. Eventually, someone is going to want to use a little bit more. And even if we do that, because we think it's the right thing to do, if it brings destruction down on the forge, it's not worth the risk. Even if it is the thing that could help us achieve all of our goals, we can't do it. Please, change your mind. Let us destroy it. I support Lucius. And Lucius is going to turn and say, Thank you, Aunt Aurelia. And to all the rest of you, please listen. I respect Clan Leader Aerith. I don't want to be at odds with Lodestar. But this path that you're walking, it's only going to lead to destruction. We have to be smart about this. We have to try. Does anyone else support me? And Adelie stands up. I don't even have to roll on that one. She is definitely on Lucius's side on this. And she says, I do. I support you, Lucius. But I think there's one other person here who could support Lucius, and that's Lieutenant Mila. And this is the point where we should roll another test relationship for them, because I think that is going to decide which way this goes. So it's going to be plus heart, which is plus two. Four on the action die, a two and a nine on the challenge dice for a weak hit. So it strengthens the relationship. So I'm going to mark progress, which takes me up to six out of 10 progress. And Lieutenant Mila stands and says, Clan Leader, Lucius has been at the tip of the spear of finding this artifact. He knows more about the Ascendancy than I do, and I would wager than most of us here. I trust him when he says that this is a bad idea. And they turn to Lucius and say, I support Lucius. However, I think we can maybe find a compromise here. We have two major tasks. We have to get to the artifact, and we have to decide what to do with it. We may not be able to get to the artifact. Maybe we can all work together on that. And Clan Leader Aerith, you can compromise with us and say that if we do research on this and we determine that there is no way to safely use it, then it will be destroyed. Or if the Iron Hawks are in danger of acquiring it, it will be destroyed, no questions asked. And we stand together because we're we're better if we're together that's my proposal and they sit back down lucius i think takes those words to heart and turns back to the clan leader and says clan leader Aerith, 
I know that you are trying to do what's right by your people. I know that you are trying to do the right thing, and I trust that you want to do the right thing. I trust that you are looking out for what is good for Lodestar and for even those who live outside of the Founder Clan rule, and maybe even those inside the Founder Clan. I want to believe that you have the best interest of humanity at heart. But if you don't take action to destroy this artifact, if we have a future, if we survive, what comes after, history will not look kindly on your choices here. And he is going to attempt to compel with this assistance. This is going to be plus heart, and it is going to be plus two, and then I'm going to take a cumulative plus three for the support that he received. So it's going to be plus five on this. Six on the action die. A five and an eight on the challenge dice. I can't believe I rolled a one. It's a weak hit. So they agree to do it. Clan leader Aerith says, very well. I agree to the lieutenant's compromise. It does seem wise to me to set up a certain hierarchy of needs. We certainly do not want the Ironhawks to gain control of this artifact. So if that is in any way imminent, it must be destroyed. But, Lucius, it is possible that this artifact can be used for good. You at least must acknowledge that. I understand your reservations, but you use ascendancy technology all the time. Your friend Adley is a paragon who has ascendancy tech all over. You have returned to us with an ascendant ship. Surely you, of all people, must realize that we have to study it, if we can. You will be in charge of studying it. You will be in charge of providing feedback. And you will be part of the team that will determine whether or not it can be used by Lodestar safely. That is my compromise. You may accept it or not. Lucius considers and then finally nods and says, Very well. I agree. Excellent. I am glad that we have had this conversation. I am glad that we have come to an agreement. I would not have liked to have been at odds. And... At this, her eyes linger on Aurelia for a moment. And she says, Now, we must turn to the task at hand. We have to find the artifact. We have to breach the shield that is holding it safe. And then we have to control it. We have to sequester it away so that we have a place to study it. And we have to stop the Ironhawks from finding it. This will be no easy task. In the day that comes, I will assign you your tasks. We will all have a part to play in this endeavor. Thank you for coming. You are all dismissed. In the hours that follow the conference, Lucius returns to his ship to begin making preparations to lead the fleet 
to the location of the artifact. I think part of those preparations is he and Aurelia are going to fit some weapons onto the Reclaimer so that they can use it in the uh, in the fight to come. So they spend a couple days doing that as they are putting these preparations in place. One of those evenings, Aurelia leaves the docking bay and goes to the recreation deck on the Emancipation. And she seeks out Emmerich Ryder in the ship bar, where he is sitting, drinking. I think he actually is sitting and drinking with a couple of people. We haven't really talked about this before, but part of Ryder's backstory is that he was also an Ironhawk at one point. Not a ship captain like Clan Leader Aerith, but was in fact a commando and uh, had his own falling out with the Iron Hawks. So there may actually be some people on board that he knew back in the day. And I think he has met up with them and is drinking and they're having a good time. And Aurelia approaches him and she is going to sit down with a drink and pass one to him. And he looks at it and goes... This didn't end so well last time you did this. She smiles and says, You satisfied your favor. I can't really ask for more than that. However, it would really mean a lot if you would stay and fight. We could use your help, Emmerich. You're a good fighter, and you know the Ironhawks. He says, We've already been through this. I don't want to join up with Lodestar. And Aurelia says, I'm not asking you to join up with Lodestar. I'm asking you to join up with me. Lucius, my nephew, and his friend Adelie, they're going to be the tip of the spear. And I want to be there with him. I want to help him through this. And I know you're handy with a gun. And while Lucius has a combat bot that helps keep him safe, we could use a soldier. At least consider it. Besides, if we fail, there may not be enough time for you to drink your way through the bars in the Outlands. Emmerich gives her an appraising look and says, What do you mean? She says, If we fail, not only will the Ironhawks take control, which is a thing that I don't think either of us wants to happen, but it could mean the end of civilization. He laughs a little bit and goes, (laughs) All that doomsaying is going to give you wrinkles, love. She looks at him rather sternly and says, This isn't doomsaying, Emmerich. This is real. When have you known me to exaggerate? He grows serious and says, I'll think about it. And let's ask the Oracle. I don't think he wants to stay. I think it's unlikely that he's going to stay and help. But I think also Aurelia has made enough of an impact on him and an appeal to him that it's actually going to bump up to 50-50. I think if it was just his own choice, he'd be like, eh, it's not really my thing. But I think Aurelia's appeal has meant something. And we're going to say 50-50. So 51 or greater, yes, Emmerich will stay and fight. 38. Yeah, I thought about it, but unfortunately, I've got other things to do. 
You know, I've got a crew of my own back on Threshold. I've got to get back to them. They're probably helpless without me. Aurelia looks down at the bar, reaches out for the drink, and lifts it and says, Well then, Emric, it's been a pleasure. I appreciate your help. And cheers to your health. They clink glasses, finish their drinks, and Aurelia parts, somewhat downcast, but not really expecting much different. Lodestar is ready to travel. Lucius and Adelie, Lieutenant Mila and Aurelia board the Reclaimer. With Lucius' permission, and not really permission because I think he doesn't necessarily have as much of a choice as he thinks he does, Aurelia loans the Hadrian's Folly to Emric so that he can leave Lodestar before they begin this expedition and return to Threshold, the space station where Aurelia found him. With the Reclaimer in the lead, and I think there's probably room in the Reclaimer for the Gladius to tuck into, so they have the fighter with them. The Reclaimer leads the way out of the nebula and sets course for this Ascendancy artifact Because they are starting from a place other than Rampart, I think they are going to have to make an expedition to get there, because there's always the chance that they're going to run into the Ironhawks on the way. So we're just going to call it a dangerous expedition. So Lucius is going to start this expedition, and they are going to move at speed for the first part of this expedition. So we're going to roll plus edge as we begin our race to the Ascendancy Artifact that could spell the destruction of all life and civilization in the Forge. Here we go. Eight on the action die, a three and an eight on the challenge dice for a weak hit. So we make progress, which is going to involve marking two boxes on our progress, because it's a dangerous expedition. And we are going to either suffer costs en route or face a peril at the waypoint. So let's go ahead and roll on our descriptor and focus to determine what our first waypoint is on this journey. And then we'll determine if the complication is there or on the way. So we got 65, mechanical, and 22. Mechanical Debris. All right. Well, I think that the complication that we face is that this is more random ascendancy tech that is floating out in this part of the Outlands. And as they drop out of E-Drive into this area of space, and uh, let's go ahead and do a little bit of space sighting just so we know what we're looking at. 80. Fiery energy storm. Okay, cool. So they drop out of E-Drive, and there is this energy storm on the horizon uh, ahead of them, and there is all this gorgeous electric light show going on, and these Ascendancy fighters are floating in space, 
And I think what happens is that they detect the Reclaimer, these long dormant automated fighters detect the Reclaimer, recognize it as one of their own ships, and then see some unidentified ships following their ship. And they decide that that ship is in danger. Now, Lucius, being the tech master that he is, uh, is going to have to try and override their system in order to get them to stand down. So he's going to face some danger with his wits, plus one for being a tech master. This is plus four. Six on the action die, a six and a three on the challenge dice for a weak hit. So he succeeds, but at a troublesome cost. Suffer minus one. Well, my momentum is at zero right now. So I don't necessarily want to lose any momentum. Because you can't actually go into negative momentum. I don't think I've gone into negative momentum so far. But I am going to go ahead and take a hit to supply. Which is going to drop me down to two supply. Because I think what Lucius is going to end up doing is he's going to end up dumping some of the cargo that he has on the Reclaimer some of the ascendancy tech and then like retasks their attention to it. I was hoping for a strong hit because if that happened, I think there would be a chance that he could actually take control of these automated drones and then they would become part of the fleet. But because we got a weak hit, I think he is able to retask their targeting to this debris that's basically floating out in space and they are able to bypass the danger and proceed on to the next waypoint. So we're gonna continue with our expedition, continuing to move at speed. Let's find out what happens in the next leg of the journey. Eight on the action die, a three and a one on the challenge dice for a strong hit. So we reach a waypoint, envision the location and mark progress. So we're going to go up to four progress. And we're going to go ahead and envision our destination, our waypoint. 19. Colossal Habitat. A colossal habitat. I think this is a derelict space station. It is a, it is a human-built space station that somebody came out here and built and then, for some reason, abandoned it. And Lucius is going to go in for a closer look. So we're going to divert to explore this waypoint. So we're going to roll plus wits as we explore this derelict. Eight on the action die, a seven and a nine on the challenge dice for a weak hit. You uncover something interesting, but it is bound up in apparel or reveals an ominous aspect of this place. Envision what you encounter, then take plus one momentum. So I'm going to take my momentum up to one, which is good. we got to rebuild that momentum. And then uh, let's go ahead and envision with our action and theme. 90. Summon 17. Summon Cure. Okay. So I think what they discover as they come across the station is that it was the site of some sort of 
virulent plague that ravaged the population. And in order to cure it, they had to enact some very, very harsh measures. And that involved quarantining the whole station and calling in rescue ships that would arrive, screen those that they took, and then took them away from the station. And that those who were left on the station were the ones who were suffering from this virulent plague, and they all died. And so it it was basically left out there in space. Those who escaped from it alive and healthy had no desire to return. And that is what they discover here. Nothing that's really helpful to them on this expedition. So we're going to go ahead and make our next leg of the journey, undertake an expedition, and we're going to continue to move at speed. Three on the action die, but two twos on the challenge dice for a strong hit. So we're going to go up another two progress, which is going to take us to six. That is a strong hit with an opportunity. So let's descriptor and theme after we look at our space sighting to see our locale. So we've got a debris field, metallic wreckage, and our descriptor is going to be 29, which is decaying 41. Home, decaying home. So there's this metallic wreckage that they see on the horizon, and then they see a decaying home out there. So I think this is another derelict, and I think maybe it was ravaged by the same plague, but we are going to explore this waypoint because it seems like there's still activity going on in this decaying home. So we're going to see what we see with plus wits. We have a 9 on the action die, a 1 and a 5 on the challenge dice for a strong hit. So we can either find an opportunity, envision a favorable insight, situation, resource, and counter, and then take plus two momentum, or gain progress. I am going to go ahead and take momentum, because my momentum is dangerously low. So I'm going to take the plus two momentum up to plus three. And I think the thing that they find is a small colony that survived this plague that is running low on resources. And I think that there are a number of them who are, uh, maybe they were researchers. Maybe they were researchers of ascendancy technology, which is why they're out here in the Outlands. And those researchers are the ones who have survived. And so they find them, they're healthy, and Lodestar is able to offer them basically safety if they will bring their ascendancy knowledge to Lodestar. And they are more than happy to leave their decaying home and join the fleet. All right, so that is what we discover at this waypoint. And now it's time to continue the expedition. Continuing at speed, we got a five on the action die, a three and a nine on the challenge dice for a weak hit. So we're gonna mark progress and we're gonna face a peril at the waypoint. Gonna take us up to eight progress, and let's go ahead and take a look at our waypoint. Before I roll on this waypoint, I am going to ask the Oracle, because I think it's very likely that the waypoint is in fact the location of the artifact. So I think it's almost certain, 11 or greater. Yes, yes it is. So 
the next waypoint is going to be close to where this artifact is. So we are going to, instead of suffering a complication at the waypoint, we are going to suffer a loss to supply and one loss to momentum, uh, which is going to take us down to two momentum and only one supply. So we're going to have to probably resupply at some point here before we go too far. Probably should have done that at one of those expedition waypoints previously, but that's okay. It's time to, I think, finish our expedition. We're going to roll the challenge dice against our progress of eight to see how we do. Four and a five on the challenge dice against a progress of eight is a strong hit. So you reach your destination or complete your survey. Mark a reward on your Discoveries Legacy track per expedition's rank. It's dangerous, so we're going to mark two ticks on our Legacy track, which is two ticks into our sixth box on the Discoveries track. So we reach our destination and we beat the Iron Hawks here. So the Lodestar fleet led by the Reclaimer, this Ascendancy scout vessel, drops out of E-Drive in the midst of this vast darkness of space, this void where there are no planets, no asteroids. There is only the artifact. And they see... Lucius and Adelie and Aurelia and Lieutenant Mila on the bridge of the Reclaimer, they see ahead of them the planet cedar of the Ascendancy. A barrier surrounding it, it floats out there, this massive, massive structure, and at its very heart is this tiny, tiny planet that looks miniaturized. And there it looms in front of them. They have arrived. Thanks for listening to Errant Adventures. And thanks so much to Sirenscape for the lovely ambient sounds and music throughout the episode. If you enjoyed the show, please tell anyone and everyone in your life about it. And if you haven't already, please rate and review the show on your favorite podcast app. It really does help others find me. If you want to interact with me, my handle on Instagram and Twitter is at ErrantSolopod, or you can email me at ErrantSolopod at gmail.com. I also post short fiction and campaign-related materials on my website, ErrantAdventuresPod.com. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next time.